Welcome to this episode of Beauty and Brands with Ariane. I'm your host, Ariane Long, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Lush Cosmetics. So Lush Cosmetics is actually a pretty interesting brand for me as a consumer because I've known about it for so long, but I've never I've never seen it as like a go-to brand or a brand that's like on the top of my consideration set. Um, I don't know if it's because their store is like separate. It's not sold in Sephora. It's not sold at any other retailer. It's just kind of like if you want to buy something from Lush, you have to go to the, their website or their store. Maybe that's why, but um, I don't know. Something about it never really clicked with me, but I was doing a little more research and I thought that the brand was actually pretty interesting, so I wanted to talk about it. Um, so if you don't know what Lush is, Lush is a skincare, basically all-around hygiene, hygiene brand. Um, they sell makeup, they sell hair care, they sell skincare, they sell bath stuff, um, literally anything for women and men. They sell so much stuff. So they have a whole line of products. Um, and a large part of their branding has to do with um, using natural ingredients and um, you know, not using animal testing and they're trying to minimize waste and stuff like that. But I'll get into more of that later. Um, so my personal experience with the brand has basically been like throughout the years seeing the storefront, going in there and washing my hands. The sales associates are always really nice. And I mean, the storefront looks really appealing. So that's always been like a really fun experience to go do. But like I said, it's never been like a go-to brand for me. So a little bit of the backstory of the brand is that it started in the 80s by um, two co-founders, um, one by the name of Mark Constantine and the other um, was Elizabeth Wire, or I think that's how you say her name. Um, but yeah, they started a cosmetics brand back then. I forgot what it was called, but basically um, they started, I don't know if I mentioned this, but they started in the UK in the 80s. So they sold their recipes and their ingredients and all that to the body shop at the time and after that happened they actually ended up creating another cosmetics line and then selling it again to somebody else until they finally created Lush in 1995 again in the UK and Lush stands for or it comes from the word luscious and it also means green fresh uh, verdant um, basically meaning like plant derived and full of life um, and their tagline is Fresh Handmade Cosmetics. And you'll see that throughout their branding, they really try and emphasize a lot of those key points, like I mentioned. But um, that's basically the story. Um, Mark Constantine was one of the co-founders, and he is a hair specialist. So I would imagine that a lot of Lush's products are good in the hair department, but I don't know for sure. Um, so yeah, that's the story of how they started it. And I think the reason why they started it is still the reason why it exists now, which is actually pretty cool because they started back then with the intention of creating more products with fresh ingredients that come from plants, that come from things that you can buy at the farmer's market, um, which is cool because I don't, I mean... I wasn't born, I didn't live in the 80s, and I'm also, I've also never been to the UK, so I definitely wasn't in the UK in the 80s, but um, I can only imagine that the um, skincare or cosmetics culture back then had not a lot to do with natural products and stuff like that, especially because I feel like the movement towards natural ingredients is a really big deal right now in 2018, so I can only imagine that in the 80s it probably wasn't that big of a deal, or if it was, it was really innovative. Um, 
But yeah, that's probably why they had to sell, not had to, but that's probably why they sold their recipes to other companies back when they started because their ideas were probably so good and their products were so good that um, other companies saw value in it. And um, it probably made sense for them at the time to sell those recipes and stuff so that they could make money and, um, you know, come up with Lush. So it's a pretty cool story to start. Um, so that's that. Um, and I mentioned a little bit earlier, but something that makes this brand really different is the fact that they're not sold by any other retailers, um, that you have to go into a Lush store or go to the Lush website to actually purchase those products. And the experience at the store is actually really unique because it feels like a farmer's market in there and everything smells really, really good. Um, and all of their products are on display. I get a little bit overwhelmed because there's so many products in there, but um, it's a lot of fun. So I think that that's, that's something that's really interesting about the brand is that the experience is kind of playful. It's kind of fun. It's, it's an experience in itself to go to a Lush store. I mean, you can go to a Lush store and not buy anything, which is what I did in high school for so long. Uh, but you can, you can just go in and have a good time, if that makes sense. I also think that the prices are a little bit out of range for someone who's in high school and can't afford their own like natural products and everything like that. But still, I, I still think it's a lot of fun to just go in regardless. So another thing that really um, makes the brand different is their packaging. And I like to talk about packaging for all brands and all, and all skincare and cosmetic stuff, but the packaging in this case is pretty interesting because they don't really have packaging. I think the stat is 35% of the products in the store have packaging. Wait, let me just double check on that because I don't want to get that backwards. Okay, 35% of their products don't have packaging, don't come in plastic packaging, which is great. I mean, reducing waste and, and all that is awesome. I'm a really big fan of that, obviously. Uh, but it, it's, I mean, I think that's really cool that they, you can, the fact that you can even walk into the store and see all their products on display is really, really interesting. And you can just pick anything up and smell it. And then you bring it, to, if you want to purchase it, you just pick up the product, put it in your hand the way that you're going to bring it home and bring it to the, the cashier and they check it out for you and you put it in a paper bag. And I don't know, it's pretty sweet. A big part of the reason that they don't have packaging on their products is because they're trying to reduce waste and they're not shy about talking about that in their messaging and their branding. Um, they talk a lot about reducing waste and how they're doing such a good job at it and you know all the ways that they try and reduce waste. Even if you buy their products online, they have a whole list of reasons why or re a whole list of how they're trying to reduce waste even if you're getting the packaging in a you know a cardboard box and it has like the little um, peanuts in it even the peanuts are like biodegradable and stuff like that so that's a really big part of their packaging it's you know it's either gonna come in no packaging at all or you're gonna buy it online and it comes in like recyclable packaging um, and the stuff that does have packaging in the black containers, like there's like tubs, black containers, you can go back to the store and they have a program where you can actually recycle the products. So if you come in with a bunch of empty bottles, you get like free product and they recycle everything. Like all their packaging is already recycled, is made of recycled plastic and stuff like that. So a big part of what they're trying to push is how they're trying to reduce waste and how they're trying to save the planet. So the next thing is I want to talk about is the names of the products. Um, 
This is an interesting thing for me because I feel like because maybe this is part of the reason why I get overwhelmed in the store personally is is because I go in there and like everything has just like a really exotic, not exotic, but like bizarre name or like there's just so many names of things. Every single product has like a has a weird name. I don't know. Um, I, ma I made a list of some interesting ones like they have a beard oil that's called Kalamazoo. Why? Uh, <laughs> I'm just confused. Like, why is there a beard oil named after a small city in Michigan? I'm just confused. Like, I just want to know why. I, stuff like that, like, it overwhelms me a little bit because I, I don't know. I just, like, try so hard to understand it, maybe. Maybe I'm thinking too hard about it. But they also have some perfumes that are named Amelie May, like, named after somebody. I don't know who that is. Um, they have another one called Ectoplasm and another one called The President's Hat. Those are all perfumes. Um, granted, they have other perfume names that are like interesting names of flowers or something else to do with greenery or plants or something like that. Um, but some of them actually have really interesting names and relate back to like like history or like stories. I think that's pretty interesting. I mean, there's no way that I could go through the name, the names of every single one of their products because there's just seriously so many products. But yeah, they all have a really interesting naming convention. But something else I want to talk about the packaging is how the products that don't have packaging are usually really colorful. Um, they stand out on their own and they, they look like flowers. Like they look like plants or, or I don't know. I think that's really interesting that they that they do that. Plus, I can't imagine that they use that many dyes in their products to make them look that color. Um, so that's that's really interesting. That's like you feel like you're walking into a farmer's market. There's colors everywhere. It feels like flowers and plants everywhere. It smells like floral in there. So that's really interesting. And then the products that do come in the black packaging or not even black packaging, they have some other plastic bottles and stuff. But all the stuff that does come in packaging, everything is usually a black label with white text or white font. And for a long time, another reason I think I didn't really love the brand was because, or like get attracted to it, was because I didn't really like the font. I don't know. Something about it looks like, I don't know, it's just not my style. But I realized that they're using that font because it looks like it's handwritten. And I think that gives it more of a handmade feel or more of a like, I don't know, a personalized feel. So going along the point of, of handmade, Another part of their packaging is that every single thing, except for the products that don't have packaging, every single one of their products has a sticker on it that says who made it, when they made it, and a picture of that person, like an illustrated picture of that person. This gives the brand a really personable touch. Like when you are holding a product, you, you know that it came from somebody, that somebody made it. Um, I don't really know how else to put that other than it just gives it a really personal feeling and it makes you feel really good about buying it. So there's that. And then another thing about the packaging is that on all of the ingredient labels, and it's on the website too, um, but on all the ingredient labels, they have ingredients that are listed in green text and ingredients that are listed in black text. So the green text is supposed to be all natural ingredients and then um, the black ingredients or the black colored ingredients are supposed to be safe synthetic so things that aren't natural but they are safe to use. Um, it's another thing on their packaging that really um, pushes that feeling of of having a natural brand, of having natural products and all that. Um, and then 
Another thing about their packaging, I know I just went on and on about their packaging, but another thing about their packaging is they always have a few things listed on it. So on all of the paper bags that you leave with or the paper packaging that the products come in is they always say a few things. It says fighting animal testing, ethical buying, 100% vegetarian, handmade, and the freshest cosmetics online, um, and naked packaging. All those things are really um, trying to say the same thing. And it goes back to the name of the brand. It goes back to the tagline, fresh handmade cosmetics, you know, green plants, fresh, all that stuff. Like it's all kind of saying the same thing, which which is pretty cool. It's all pretty cohesive, um, especially because when you go into the store, it feels like a farmer's market, feels like everything's handmade. Um, all that is, is, it really, it helps give the brand the feel that I think that, I think they're they're really trying to get out there. The next thing I want to talk about is advertising campaigns that they've done. I don't know if I've seen any, um, I don't know if I've seen any lush sponsored posts on my Instagram. The reason I bring that up is because I get a lot of sponsored posts on my Instagram feed and they're always really, um, they're always really tailored to me and what I'm interested in. So it's interesting that I've never gotten a lush ad before, but also they could very well be not spending money on advertising and it's not that I've not gotten the ad, it's just that they don't do advertising. But I do remember, and I don't know if they're still running a campaign like this, but I do remember them running a campaign maybe 2007, 2008, a few years ago. They were promoting that they were anti-animal cruelty, which they're still really big advocates for. Um, but that's a really big part of their brand is that they're against animal testing and that they're fighting animal testing and that they're doing more it's more than that it's more than just not it's more than just making products that aren't tested on animals it's that they're advocating against it and that they donate to charities that are against animal testing so they're really big about that as well so so far i've gone through a few things that that make the the brand a little bit different and something that makes the the products interesting and and i want to highlight those things and make them a little bit more clear to understand it's that they're reducing packaging. They're trying to reduce waste. Their ingredient label really pushes the fact that they're using natural ingredients. They have a handmade sticker, which gives the brand a really personal feel, and that they're really against animal cruelty, and they're really against, and they're at not only against animal cruelty, but they're advocating against it. And after trying to figure all of this out, after going through all of these points about the brand, the packaging, how, how the brand started, the name of the brand, their tagline, pretty much everything. I tried to figure out who they're trying to appeal to, who their target audience is. And something that I realized is that their storefronts are always near other high-end brands. Um, they're very particular about the way that they're placed in stores or uh, the way that they're placed in malls or other shopping centers is that they're always near higher-end brands, um, brands that it requires a lot of money, like brands where they're a little bit more expensive, I would say, maybe more luxury brands. Um, and I never thought of Lush as a luxury brand, but I guess because you can't buy it from any other retailer and because their products are so unique and they're not cheap, um, I guess that's why they would maybe try and lean towards that sort of luxury you know, market, I'd say that they're trying to appeal to someone who does have a little bit more money and somebody that would be interested in spending more money on products that make them feel good. So 
the point that I want to get here is that this brand is really trying to, you know what I'm going to say is that I bought a bath bomb and I loved it and it made me feel so good when I was using it because, I mean, I walked out of the bath feeling like extremely soft all over, like my skin felt amazing. So that made me feel good. Um, and another thing that makes me feel good is that I also bought a shampoo bar. Now, I bought the shampoo bar because I wanted to reduce my waste. The shampoo bars come with no packaging, and I thought it would be a really good way for me to use something every day that didn't make me feel like I was just going to throw it away later. Um, something I've been trying to be more conscious about is just how much waste I'm producing as a consumer, which is probably a lot more than I can even imagine. But I thought about, you know, my shampoo bottle and how many products I just throw away and how much actual shampoo is left in a bottle of Head & Shoulders when I throw it out and how fast I go through those bottles of shampoo. So I thought about it and I, I that's the reason why I went in to Lush and bought that shampoo bar. I didn't know if it was actually going to be a good product, but I knew that it was going to be reducing waste and I was going to feel good about that. The actual product itself makes my hair feel kind of dry, but it's really not that bad. It's just not something, maybe it's just something that my hair has to get used to. But yeah, that's, that's the reason I bought it. So going off of that and remembering that I didn't buy their products in college or high school because I didn't have enough money, I'd say that their audience is an older, is an older audience who's willing to spend money on something that means that they're going to be making a difference in the world. And they're also trying to appeal to people who are really into activism or really into making the world a better place. Um, so what they're really trying to sell you is, is obviously the products, but they're really trying to sell you this, this feeling of, of like you're doing something. Um, you wouldn't, I guess what I'm saying is that I wouldn't have bought a shampoo bar if it didn't mean that I was going to be reducing waste and feeling good about myself every time that I use their shampoo bar because it doesn't come in packaging. Do you get what I'm trying to say here? Um, <laughs> the common theme here is that people are going to buy these products because it's about the planet. Like the people who are going to buy this are people who are really interested in saving the planet through their purchases. People still want to buy makeup, people still want to buy shampoo, people still want to buy, you know, their body creams and stuff, but they also are realizing that, hey, maybe I'm using a lot of products that might have, you know, harmful ingredients in them, or maybe I'm using products that, you know, I'm just going to throw away and they're not going to be recycled and that just goes into a landfill, like, wow, you know? Um, overall, I think the message here is humanity and saving the planet. I think it's about humanity because... On the label, you get to see who makes your products, and you're also buying from a company that is using products or is using ingredients that are not only good for you, but for good for everybody else. So you're trying to, you know, keep the cycle going of promoting something that is good for people. If you're buying from Lush, it's and you're a big advocate of the brand, it's likely because you're an advocate for just people, humanity, and saving the planet. It's about saving the animals saving the plants and using products that make you feel like you're using plants. I mean, even in their products, like there are big chunks of, of plants and, you know, it, 
obviously it looks like that because it's made of that, but it also just perpetuates even more the concept that those things are in the product that you're using it, so that you're using. So every time you use it, you feel like you're, you know, literally rubbing a blueberry mask on your face because it's as if you made it at home because you literally have a label of who made it. You know who made it. And it makes you feel like the brand that you're buying from is actually employing people that aren't just in a lineup of people that they actually care about their employees. They care about the people. It's just all of that is really subliminal. And it's all these reasons why you don't, you don't realize that you're thinking about all this stuff when you're buying the product. But when you see all of those things combined, it just gives you the feeling of like you're doing something good if you buy the product, which is a really good tactic. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Beauty and Brands with Ariane. I'm your host, Ariane Long, and you can find me on Instagram at A-R-I-A-N-E underscore Long. Thanks again for tuning in, and please be sure to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you don't miss a single, <laughs> so you don't miss a single episode.